Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Guiding us into the meditation, setting an intention in this meditation, a group intention, a way to view our meditation and to practice together just for today. Um, and yesterday we were sitting together, a few of us, Anthony was there, and um, we did a combination of sitting and walking meditation. But um, what I want to point to as a sort of intention view bringing your energy to, looking at, is that always when we're practicing mindfulness, whether we're sitting in meditation or we're doing walking meditation or we're practicing awareness while we're chopping vegetables or sweeping, um, always 100% of the time, the um, things that get in the way of mindfulness practice will come and get in the way if you are a breathing human being alive in the moment. There isn't any time that that's not going to happen. Um, once in a while, you you're just have that beautiful, pure, still moment, and sometimes you can string a few moments. And if you've been in retreat all day or for weeks or several days, you can get hours of that. Um, once in a while, we just have this grace of stillness. And when we get a taste of that, it's like dipping your toe in that clear, still pond. You know, oh, it's so sweet and delightful. But having said that, it is much more common that these little hindrances, we call them, or friendly visitors, or in uh, Thailand and Burma, Miramar, they'd say friendly cousins, will, um, the minute we're setting an intention to be mindful and go into stillness, follow the breath, what's going to come up if you're human? Uh, what's going to come up? You're distracted, you're sleepy, you're bored, you're wondering if you should be doing something else. Is it worth it? Um, you're aversive. You want to push it away. Uh, you're thinking a lot, and there's maybe some agitation. And for us Westerners who are very analytical and kind of critical in our nature, the visitors come, and then we kind of throw that second arrow because they're keen. You know, we take it very personally, like I'm a bad meditator or darn it, or I can't sit or this is, you know, we, we double fight. We double fight. We double disappoint. I can't meditate. I'm just not a meditator. It's never going to change. So yesterday we were sitting and walking and one person noticed that as they were walking in their house, trying to do walking meditation, the uh, sort of inner judge and critic came in and said, oh my God, you're such a messy house. How can you do walking meditation with a house that needs cleaning? Uh, 
And then another person um, had an idea of like, I'm really bored. This is, I'm just bored. I can't do this. I'm bored. Right. And that came up and um, I rejected the sound of my dog yapping or barking. He does a combination of something in between a yap and a bark, but it's not something I want to hear when I'm meditating and walking meditation you know so i rejected that moment this wasn't the moment i wanted to have i pushed that away um and then another moment a sadness came up just a sadness came to visit you know you get phone calls from friends family with covid testing not to you know all the trials that were in and that sadness came up well i wanted to push that away i don't want that sadness right so the challenge that I want to point us to today is, um, is to take this challenge that when the visitors come, these friendly cousins, I don't want it, I don't like it, I don't like me, I don't like this, I don't want to think this, or ooh, ooh, yum, yum. Someone said um, they did their walking meditation to the kitchen for snacks right? Or I want something else. I, or I don't want to be here. What's the purpose? I can't meditate. Um, or you have pain or an ache. To pause today and see if you can be excited about awareness knowing that it's here. Ah, the visitor came. It's here. Awareness knows that it's here. And that it's great. It's really practice when we know that it's here. And that we don't we meet it with like a a kind, loving awareness, a, a, a motherly awareness to say maybe a motherly, fatherly awareness that we're not rejecting the fact that it's here, but that we're allowing it to be here in a field and a space of awareness. So I point you in that direction, notice it and go, ha, I got it. You, I, you don't even have to say I, you could say, you know, right? And then hold it in a loving kindness, in your heart, in loving kindness, like, I give you another example as a visual. Um, so I know I'm talking first. We don't usually talk first. This is a little bit of a, like a guide. So when my kids were um, very little, they had a game and it was um, like a fishing pole with a magnet at the bottom. And um, they put it in the bucket and then the fish had little magnets and they put the, the pole down there and in hopes of the um, magnets and the fish picking, coming together, and then they pull out the fish, and based on the number of the fish, how many points did you get? So every time their magnet pole would get a fish, they get really excited. They'd squeal like, yeah, you know, and they just wait and wait. It wasn't so easy to get the magnets to connect up like that. Well, this is like you, awareness is just watching. And maybe something tugs, like a fish in the water, right? And you notice how like a magnet, your 
uh, awareness can contract around that hindrance, whatever it is. So that thought or that self-image or that criticism, right? Or that, that pain, right? Your, your awareness like contracts like a magnet and it's sticky and it wants to stick in your consciousness. But if you throw that fish back in the ocean, right? And the ocean carries it away. The field of awareness carries it away. So, so this is a, um, a suggestion as a motivation for our practice today to, to be friendly when these things come in, because they will. You will be distracted and annoyed uh, or sleepy or bored or, you know, remember to do something and get agitated and um, hold it in your field of kindness, your field of awareness, okay? And I'll do a light guidance. If you would like to sit in silence, um, you can use your volume and it's fine. Just tune me out. Um, but for those of you who would like a guided, I'll do a little guided. So take a couple of breaths. Closing your eyes or soft gaze. Taking a moment to feel the body sitting, arising in the body. And noticing the touch points of contact. making contact with the floor. That felt sense of touch. Sensing and feeling the way the legs land on the chair or cushion. Notice the touch, the low back and the hips, the thighs, resting in the seated position.
sensing, feeling your hands. Moving awareness to the top of the head. Noticing any tension, tightness in the area of the forehead. jaw, upper and lower jaw, the eyes, and if you'd like, if you, on the inhale, breathe in some fresh energy into the space, on the exhale, releasing, softening, Letting go. Noticing any tension, tightness around the mouth, the muscles around the mouth, and the lower jaw. area of the back of the neck and the shoulders. And allowing the shoulders to drop, soften, release. And on each exhale, allowing the body to relax. The mind to relax. Release into gravity, the earth.
kind of be wide, noticing where the breath feels most known to you. Maybe at the belly or the rib cage. So right below the nostrils, tip of the nostrils. Allow the breath to anchor us. Lightly touching with awareness. And inhale. Resting, soothing quality of the breath. Soft flow of the breath. even expand the breath to include the whole body breathing. Include the body and the space around the body. The empty space filling the room. 
awareness like spacious presence. Like the vast blue sky. Moment by moment, sounds come and go. Awareness fades. And thoughts come and go. Known in awareness. Awareness remains. Emotions rise and dissolve. And awareness remains. Something happens. Awareness remains.
and sensations in the body arise. And they're known. Awareness holds the When unpleasant sensations arise or thoughts, awareness can be receptive and kind, non judgmental. Resting in an open, spacious, loving field of awareness.
moment that the body is calm. Um, agitated. And yet that means no forward.
comes back to the breath. Sizes to the present moment naturally. Last moment of meditation. Allow the awareness to fill the body from your toes, from your legs, your arms. As we transition from an internal awareness to an external awareness. Keep sensing and feeling your body. And you can add looking and hearing. So welcome everyone. Again, it's good to see all of you. I apologize if you did not hear me. 
Is this better? It's better. Okay. All right. My apologies. I will come as close as possible. All right. So anyone have a friendly visitor visit during meditation? Yeah. Why don't you just name a few? Let's let's you can unmute yourself and say one or two. Grocery lists. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Which unra which enrolled into many lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Anyone else have a visitor? Uh, for me, it was a couple of yawns, uh, something like that. Um, also sort of like just a general like sort of awareness of um, my heartbeat and um, trying to, I don't know, like uh, once I once I become aware of my heartbeat, I like try and make an effort to calm it down, but that sort of throws me off and it's, it's a weird thing to describe. But, um... Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, um, wouldn't it be Um, I think the word comes up from beneficial to have a field of neutrality and equanimity and kindness for this crazy mind that we we occupy that or that occupies us and these times that we're in that are challenging every day for one reason or another or the cycle of emotions, that we can cultivate a loving awareness that doesn't get so lost and caught up and clamped in, but that can say, ah, oh, look what's here now. It's just, look at what's here now. This is here now, right? It's here now. And to be sort of playful and lighthearted with it and and to learn not to get into a critic attack um and to just notice do you ever have um one morning i remember this week waking up and uh remembering watching the news the night before which is <laughs> challenging and um And my mind was like hopping all over the world, you know, to what's happening in Saudi Arabia, what's happening in Tokyo, and that problem is hit now in Spain, and oh no, Florida and Texas and California, you know, it was just all over the globe uh, with fixing it and noticing and worrying. And, and just that one moment of saying, oh, look, look at the mind is jumping like a hotcake here all over the place. All right, coming back down, just breathe, breathe. One more thing, here, here now. Um, but without, without a judgment, I was in a, a retreat last week. Uh, one of the teachers told a story that illustrates this so well and so easily. Uh, she was talking about um, being new to retreat, and she was going on a 10-day retreat at Barrie in Massachusetts. Uh, Tawari, her name is Tawari Sala. And uh, she had a friend who's a monk, and um, 
she offered to buy him one last lunch before they started the retreat. And they walked down a big hill a mile or two into town and they found a hot dog stand. Now, Buddhists are not necessarily vegetarian. So let me say that first off. Um, they found a hot dog stand and um, she said they had the most delicious hot dogs together. They both had two and they were just mouthwatering and they were joking and having fun. And she said, you know what? If I get through this retreat, because it's our first retreat, at the end of the retreat, we're coming back to this hot dog stand and we're going to reward ourselves with hot dogs. And so her friend agreed and she felt good. She provided food for him. Um, you know, so the role when you're with a monk is to help provide food. And they go on the retreat and she admits that through the retreat, her mind would think about the hot dog stand and salivate and say, oh, when I get out of here, you know, I'm going to have a hot dog. I'm just, I'm going to have that juicy, great hot dog. I can't wait. You know, and then she'd go back to meditation there, but her mind would float to this hot dog. The retreat ends and she grabs her friend and they go running like a mile or two down the hill. It's a long walk into town and they arrive at the hot dog stand and it's a Sunday and the hot dog stand is closed. It's no hot dog, right? No hot dog. And she was so disappointed. She was so sad and devastated. She'd built up her hot dog moment in her head for 10 solid days and there were no hot dogs. And her friend who was a practicing monk for several years said, Twerde, this is an opportunity to see grasping and desire and clinging. This is a great opportunity to see it, to really know it and to see it. And she was like, what are you talking about? I just want a hot dog. <laughs> like, I don't want to see it. I want the hot dog. But this is a great teaching story. And um, I told the story twice already. And somebody usually complains about the story like, um, shouldn't she be a vegetarian? Or why are you thinking about meat on a retreat? Or why are you having desire? But no, this is her, her friend, the monk made a perfect point. Think about it. If we could have a non-judgmental field of awareness, then we could really just bring energy and curiosity when grasping, desire, clinging, when our mind is spinning a story and we're snared in it, what if we could just go, wow, this is kind of interesting. This is kind of cool. What's happening here? Look at this. Hmm, look at the pull. Look at the tension. Or look at the suffering or the dukkha. Or look at how my mind told a little movie here. I made a little movie and I was starring in it, and I wrote the ending, and none of it was real. Oh wow, look at that mind, how it did that. And really stay equanimous and kind about it in the field of awareness just to know, wow, look at this mind, look at the mind I got between these years. Tell some good stories. I, I got to call a movie studio. 
you know, and get those stories made into real movies, right? But wow, that's awesome. So his, his, his comment about this is a great opportunity to see your grasping clinging. Um, when we see the grasping mind and the clinging mind, sometimes we see the fact that we aren't even in reality and that we wrote a story about reality that wasn't accurate and we gave ourselves a role that wasn't accurate, wasn't who we are. And when we, we notice that or know that, there's a release. There's a release of dukkha, of suffering. There's a release of tension. There's a release of delusion or illusion. I've had many stories of what I thought made me happy or what I thought gave me an identity or what I thought I needed to practice, what circumstances had to be right, or uh, the way people, I wanted people to relate to me. And they're, they're illusory. They're not very much in reality. But to the extent that I've grasped or clinged or gotten lost in them. So his whole um, beautiful um, directive there about, oh, this is such a great opportunity to understand our grasping, to understand our clinging, to understand story making, not as we're deficient, but as the nature of mind is just happening. It's just mind, just the nature of mind. Mind is happening. I'm creating an eye. And, and, and that awareness, which is always there for us, it's always awareness doesn't leave. Awareness is always here. This knowing quality, it doesn't go anywhere. And we don't really even have to take a class or do anything or enhance it. You don't have to take a vitamin for it, really. If I said to you right now, I'm going to, okay, here's your challenge. I want you for the next two minutes to stop being aware. Could you do it? No. We do daydream and tune out and we time travel, but awareness is here as a field to rest in. It's, it's awareness knows the one who wants a hot dog and who thinks she needs a reward like this, right? Uh, awareness knows the one that doesn't want any suffering in the world and has some, uh, you know, some political ideas that could work, right? Or wants the news to be different or the pandemic to be different. Awareness knows, and, and this awareness can be um, a way of refuge for us now. You know, this expansive, uh, sweet place that we can cultivate when we're sitting, when we're walking, when we're doing anything with the pause and presence. And um, this is Diane Winston has a description of awareness, uh, some, some markers. So I thought I would read that 
she says, your mind is completely aware and undistracted without your doing anything in particular to make yourself aware. So it's effortless. Your mind is like a wide open space and everything in it is just passing by. It's a spaciousness and things are coming and going. They're not sticking like the magnet. You are aware, you are aware, but not identified with the part of you that is aware. Yeah, there isn't really a me being aware. I couldn't really take ownership of awareness. It's sort of a hard wire in there. I'm not quite sure, right? But it's not really, hasn't got a name on it. And your mind feels at rest, which is what we need the most right now. We are a taxed people in many ways, aren't we? Yeah. And you are noticing that you are noticing and you are abiding in the noticing. You're abiding and resting in that noticing. And there's a bitter sweetness to that. Yesterday when we were doing the walking meditation and this memory floated up of someone, a loved one who's suffering right now for whatever reason, and I felt that sadness come up, like just feel in, in sort of the heart area. Um, well, you know, if there's an abiding and a resting, it's bittersweet. Just hold the sadness with tenderness. This is human life. It's life. You know, it's just being with the heart in its tender place. She says, everything seems to be happening on its own. You feel a sense of contentment, not connected to an external condition. You're simply being without an agenda. And this beingness creates a feeling of timelessness and ease. And we've all had those moments. We've all had those moments. I was reading um, a book by Kitasaro, who's a um, well-known uh, meditation teacher at Spirit Rock and pretty much he's taught all over the world and he was relating a story of um, being on his first 10-day Vipassana retreat in Thailand and uh, in that uh, retreat you were instructed to not move they don't want you to move which I find terribly difficult myself and it's very, very hot. And uh, you're sitting on the ground. And in some of the monasteries, they don't have cushions. Back then, they didn't necessarily have a meditation cushion. So you had to adjust to sitting on the concrete floor. And there's one meal a day in a monastery. And he said he felt he was going to die at the end of those 10 days. Like He was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And he said somewhere in around uh, the fourth day in, he um, was leaning against um, a bush or a tree. He was just resting back on it. And that moment that you've all had, I know you have, of just feeling landed in his body in this moment, in awareness in this moment, just being and feeling this full stillness. And in that moment, he understood why 
people would partake this kind of training. That presence is a nurturing, open, soothing, warm presence that we cultivate that's at peace. And I, I know that I could um, ask each of you, have you experienced a moment of presence or awareness in your life? And where was that? Very likely, you'll come up with one like that. You'll come up with one like that. Very often, it's with loved ones or in nature or with a pet, something that relaxes and opens the heart. So um, Adyashanti also talks a lot about awareness. And I'll read a little bit if I can. And then we'll have some dialogue. Yeah. Um, he says, in this moment, awareness itself sees, but it can't be seen. Awareness itself hears, but itself cannot be heard. All of your thoughts are arriving in it um, and being it in it with a by awareness. Um, it's like an open, quiet expanse. And we can just rest and feel and sense that. And it never leaves. Our thoughts, perceptions, Images are all changing. Awareness doesn't come and go. And you don't need to make awareness more aware, he says. We don't need to grasp awareness or even understand it. Um, it's just um, allowing. the spaciousness to be present. So we'll take a moment to um, sense and feel your body. Right now, you can wiggle your toes or move your legs. And see if you can allow awareness fully of this body. Like if you could feel your body from your toes, your ankles and your calves and knees all the way through filling the full body with awareness and allow yourself to feel the breath in the body allow this breath to go from the toes to the top of the head And see if you can add the space around the body. Let the breath go out to the space beyond the body. In front, in back, to the sides. See if you could let yourself or allow yourself to just rest in a field, a field of awareness. Resting back. 
allowing presence to permeate the cells, your skin, your thoughts, and seeing if there's a quality of quiet, of kindness, holding, compassion, just being here. Filling the room, filling the body. Feeling this moment. When you're ready, you can slowly open your eyes. So is there anybody who um, would like to ask a question or make a comment about this today? You can either raise your hand in the box or raise your hand in the window. Anybody want to say how they is can give some words to the sense and feel of aware presence? I'll give it a shot. All right. Because <laughs> it's kind of hard um, and it's fleeting. It doesn't seem to last too long. But when I, when you're talking about, um, you know, you start at the feet and move up the legs and I can focus on those areas. But then when the whole body is aware it is it becomes like one you know entity not all those parts and then it almost feels and this is the weird part but it almost it just feels so open that uh like it's not contained with just my skin anymore you know what i mean it's just kind of a i don't know just feels more open um yeah it's nice yeah so I think other people might experience that too, that awareness feels beyond the body. Anybody else? Yeah, Bob, yeah, and Lisa. It, it can, it have, a, there's a spaciousness beyond the body. And for some people, that's not so comfortable in the beginning, but it can become more comfortable as time goes on to feel that expanse beyond the body. And that's another talk why that is. But we can we can have that talk one day. Yeah. Anyone else have a um, sense or a description 
of what's awareness. Lisa. I, I become um, pure observation. I, I, it's like I'm almost watching a movie in some ways. Um, and I try, at first, I think I was having trouble staying non-judgmental, but now I'm able to just observe, um, especially when I'm in a situation that I've been in before and that maybe I got triggered or hooked in, and then I can go be in a similar situation and go, wow, this is what happened, and this is why, and it's, it's fascinating to me because I, I can see it, it's almost like from a different angle. It's almost like, yeah, that's, I don't know how else to explain it. I think you have explained it, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, that's great, that's great. Anyone else? Yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, that's one thing I, I really enjoy about uh, meditating that, that, you know, sometimes you get so attached to thoughts or feelings or problems, and it just makes it an object that you look at and let go of. Um, and then the suffering goes, um, there's just, it's just, uh, I, I have to, uh, agree with, uh, what Lisa said. It, it's kind of, uh, I, I like to, the analogy of watching a play and sometimes I'm on the stage and I'm dealing with things, I'm talking, I'm fixing problems. And then sometimes I sitting in the audience watching myself talking and fixing problems or, you know, everything becomes an object. Um, kind of, um, I think Dogen said something like uh, this to, uh, to meditate is to study the self, something like that. And to study the self is to forget the self and to forget the self is to, uh, you know, realize that everything is, is an object. And so my thoughts and feelings and perceptions are all just things to be noticed. Um, and then the car going down the street, the, the bird in the tree, everything is just, another thing to be aware of and to be let go of. And uh, at, that, at those times, there's not even a self. You, you know, I, I haven't thought myself into existence. There's just objects to pay attention to, so. So I think we, we, thank you, Anthony. I think we have time to do some breakout rooms. And the question that I have for you is a simple one. Um, try not to be judgmental, but you know, what does awareness know right now? What does awareness know right now? 
what is awareness? No. And you could play with that one. And if you like, you could just also talk about a time where you felt you were in awareness, what that was like for you. And there was a spacious awareness. And most people, again, they experience that in nature um, very often or with loved ones. That's something where the heart really pulls. All right, in the last couple of minutes, anybody want to share what happened in your group or observations? Love hearing from you. I, we're, I'm very people deprived, so everything you share, I'm hanging on. <laughs> uh, we ended up um, getting off on karma a little bit, and I think that would be a wonderful uh, topic for future uh, talk. Karma? So what did you have to say about karma? Oh, it's too much to go into, but um, I think that there's different ideas, but I think it could be a whole talk. All right. All right. Anybody else? What did your group arrive at or talk about? I would just say, too, that we spent a lot of time talking about something that we agreed is difficult to talk about. <laughs> so it was interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. but. It is difficult to like put into words and then, uh, but we spent a lot of words trying to do it. It was, it was good. Anybody else? So I think that was, that was the same for us too. It was like trying to describe it and trying to decide also, um, what it was basically. I mean, is this, this 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 me is this not me where is this you know um and um the observer is basically the the observer is the observed i think um she said uh, um one of the members of the group said and so i think that um it is really really difficult to describe right that's right and some of it is allowing ourselves not to have an answer. That there's some mystery to awareness. To be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you don't have to have an answer. Um, of course, we would like the answer, but it, it's not quite there. I mean, you can have neurological answers or neuroscience answers or uh, answers from a Hindu perspective or a Buddhist perspective, but it's all speculation. So to be able to rest in awareness without knowing fully, it's mysterious, it's ethereal. Where is it? Can you touch it? Can you feel it, right? So we're getting a message from our treasurer. If you'd like to donate to the SIT, there's the Venmo. Sue can tell you about that. Um, I think Don had something he wanted to say, Don, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, first of all, announce the Friday morning SIT. Um, it had dropped out of the newsletter this past week, but my understanding is it'll, it'll be back, um, that it was an oversight. And um, so come join us uh, 7 a.m. to 7.30. Uh, it's a lightly guided sit, and that's all we do is sit. So, you know, if you're trying to 
keep your practice going or you want to start, and this could be your one time a week for now, come join us. And, um, and then also I wanted to correct something. I misspoke last week uh, when Kevin asked the question about the Zoom links. Um, they do not all land you in the same place. And we learned that on Friday when a few people ended up in the wrong meeting. <laughs> so um, uh, for, for what it's worth, Friday and Sunday links land you in the same place and Saturday lands you in a different Zoom meeting. Um, but again, if you, if you want to save yourself the headache of um, trying to find an old email to find the link, you can uh, copy but I would recommend you copy a Friday link, a Saturday link, and a Sunday link, and put it in a document on your desktop or something that you can quickly access. Um, but be sure and click on the right day. And that'll keep you out of trouble. <laughs> That's all. Thank you, Don. And sorry to Elaine and, and Bob, but I heard you guys had a great sit. <laughs> So one thing um, before we end, I could recommend to you is um, practicing awareness of the body as a way to practice awareness. Sensing and feeling your arms, your legs, your hands, and then noticing hearing and seeing. Because awareness starts in the body mindfulness of the body and then expands outward so if you can pause and sense and feel your body moment by moment you will cultivate present moment awareness and we'll keep exploring this mystery i hope i've confused you sounds like i've confused you enough uh and we'll keep exploring it i hope it was helpful and um, I, I look forward to, it's a wonderful moment to see your shining faces. I can't tell you, it's just so delightful. Um, particularly, you know, in these times, it's great to make contact and have community. Um, and I love going around the globe and doing sits, which I've done, you know, um, been on some really big sits all over the world with people all over, but to come home to community in Long Beach is very special to have Sangha here locally. So have a wonderful day and I wish you well. I'll be on for a couple of minutes if anybody wants to chat and say hi. I'll sit here for a little bit. Before we go, I'd like to dedicate the merits of our time together um, to all beings everywhere unconditionally. May all beings be safe and free of harm. May all beings be healthy in body and in mind. And may all beings be peaceful. May they be free of suffering. May all beings be liberated from the roots of suffering. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.